Hello, it's Matt, and welcome to the Good Life Podcast. Today is the day before Thanksgiving, and I hope you are preparing for good things that you are enjoying. If you've not already started the process of enjoying good things, I always, ever since I was a kid, remember anticipating Thanksgiving, because for us, Thanksgiving was always a time when we'd get together with our family and there was abundant food as I'm sure there is for many of you but it's good now to take the time before and cultivate a heart of gratitude to God for his blessings that he's given the name of this podcast is the good life and we can think sometimes that a good life is one where few bad things happen. And the fewer bad things that happen, or some would say the luckier someone is, the better his or her life is. But think about the best lives in history. Who are the people we look up to the most? Take, for example, our Puritan fathers. They came over to the Puritans and the Pilgrims came over to the United or to the to the English colonies. They intended to land in Virginia. They ended up in the rocky coast of New England, uh, a less desirable place weather-wise, and they faced tremendous tragedy. You read about what happened to them. It was terrible at times. The conditions they lived through, but you still find them giving thanks to God. Think of someone like George Washington, who lost family members, who faced tremendous trials throughout his life before he was the commander-in-chief of the colonial army, then became the commander-in-chief. The tragedies continued, but he is looked up to as the father of our country. And you can see from his life and read in his in his journals and such, that there is a a heart of gratitude. Yes, there was some stoicism there as well, but he was grateful. We can think that having a heart of thanksgiving is something that only comes when fewer bad things happen. But cultivating an attitude of gratefulness to God It requires time. It requires you giving yourself to this. Those people who are, who who appear like everything is going fine, it's not always the case. In many instances, there are just as many bad things happening to them as there are to the people who complain and gripe the most. But the difference is for the one who's grateful, He or she doesn't wallow in, doesn't just dwell on and and think about and then complain about what's happening. But instead, that person chooses to give thanks, as the Apostle Paul says, even in and for all things. So it can be hard, and and, and everybody has certain things, bad things that happen. They've happened to you before. They'll continue to happen to you, and they'll happen to you in the future. Thankfully, I'm not stopping the podcast there, but those things happen. 
The difference, though, is what will you do with them? You have the opportunity to be an instrument in the hands of God for people. And even you can be an instrument in the hands of God for the smallest of his creatures. There's a friend of mine who I've actually interviewed on the podcast before. His name is Brandon Meeks. Brandon is a uh, he's a theologian. He lives in Arkansas. He writes wonderfully. He's got a great Substack. I would suggest that you uh, you get it's it's mostly free. But he had a recent very short article that I wanted to read to you that that grabbed me, and it demonstrates. God's care for all of his creatures. Here goes. This is by Brandon Meeks. The title is Mute. The honeybees are dying. That's what the newspaper said. They keep disappearing. This has led apologists, excuse me, apiologists, bee scientists, to predict that soon we will no longer have peaches, seedless grapes, daffodils, espresso, hardware stores, college football, the London Philharmonic, or mamas. But I choose not to dwell on such headlines. Instead, I think about Newton's law. Newton Granger, or Newt as he is known to most, is a short order cook from Carrollton, Georgia. After his wife died five years ago, he took a job at a local greasy spoon just to have somewhere to go and someone to talk to in the evenings. A few months back, he was taking out the trash at the end of his shift when he saw something moving out of the corner of his eye. It was a paper-thin dog with a coat so wiry it could have been made of corkscrews. Newt noticed that it was nosing the dumpster in an odd way, hunting for food. He got closer, but the dog didn't seem to notice. Quote, it was blind and deaf, said Newt, most pitiful creature I'd ever seen, end quote. Newt eased up behind it and picked it up. Smelled so bad, he said, like it ain't never known bath water. And it was so starved it felt like I was holding a sack of dominoes. But he wrapped it up in his apron and laid it in the passenger seat of his truck and took it home. Nothing deserves to be treated that way, said Newt. Newt bathed him, cut knots from his coarse fur, and pulled ticks from his ragged ears. Then he made him his specialty a double cheeseburger with bacon and a fried egg on top. He ate two of them, Newt said laughing. After a while, he smelled his way over to my recliner and crawled up in my lap. I probably pet the poor fella for three solid hours. I remember needing to pee, but I didn't get up because I didn't want to wake him. When Newt finally did decide to get up and go to bed, the dog had gone still and easy and its calm eyes had rolled back in its head. I ain't gonna lie, said Newt. I cried. I cried like I had owned him my whole life. Newt said it was nice having another heartbeat around the house, even if it was just for a few hours. And I'm glad that I could at least make his last day a decent one. The honeybees may be dying. Sometimes it looks like the whole world may be headed to hell before breakfast. But then I remember people like Newt. Maybe that's one way we keep it all from crashing, living every day with our eyes open and saying about those around us, it may be their last day. I'm going to do my best to make it a decent one.
this folks is what I consider to be just part of our daily calling it seemed like a small thing taking care of a poor old dog a lot of people would say just give him some dog food but that wasn't enough for you now, I'm not saying you have to go find every stray dog and cook them a double, two double cheeseburgers with bacon and a fried egg. But think about the verse that says the sparrows are known. Even the smallest sparrow that dies is known by our Father. If he cares for them, does he not also care for you? This man was used by God to care for one of his creatures. And if he can use and does use people to care for the smallest of his creatures, does he not use people to care for his image bearers? That's part of our gift. And, and if we're focused on ourselves, on what we don't have, on what happens to us, and if we're sullen, we can't be the instruments of grace in other people's lives. If, if our focus is only on me and what I don't have, life's going to be pretty tough. But if we cultivate a heart of gratitude to God, it clears our vision. It opens us up to the different possibilities He has before us and to a world of people who need the love and the grace of God. Those who need to see that life can be and indeed is good. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And for those of you in our church, I hope to see you on Sunday. But those who are not, I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day tomorrow and you have a great rest of your year. God bless you.